0: Without Jerry McInerney, we wouldn't have won 10 f- games this year. Okay? Not 10. Tobito, pop pass, end zone, touchdown, and the ball game! Tobito, in relief, wins it for the Orange! They don't know about the Kumbaya meetings we had this week. Swing into a miss. It is over! The Boston Red Sox, baseball's best all season long. They have won it all!
1: The Bills make me wanna Josh Allen, touchdown Buffalo! A
0: 14-yard quarterback draw! Somebody in Vegas told them they were gonna win by 20! And the celebration begins!
1: This is On The Block. Right, you know, what? there's
0: validity in that opinion.
1: ESPN Radio 97.7, 100.1, ESPN Radio, Uda heard on 96.5 FM, on the ESPN app, in the Listen tab, wherever you are, whatever you're doing, and as if that's not enough, all great ways to tickle your ears with terrific sports talk radio. You can watch us, too. We are streaming, baby, twitch.tv. Slash Q Sports Talk, or just get on Twitch and follow Q Sports Talk. We are streaming live on Twitch as well if you want a visual representation of the program. Here's how you get in touch today 437 7644. You can certainly follow us on Twitter and correspond via Twitter. Brent Axe Media is where you can find me on Twitter. We have a text line that you can text if you get your face in your phone and want to fire off a hot take or two. That's hot. We are ready for you at 2880644. Lots of great ways to get in touch with the program today. We have a loaded Thursday edition of the program for you coming up right here in our number one, our weekly chat presented by cnyrealtor.com and Charles Heating and Air Conditioning. With Syracuse football head coach, Dino Babers. Thanks, Brian. Thank you, coach. Looking forward to that. Previewing Duke. The painful decision to fire Brian Ward, but moving on with Coach Stannard. At defensive coordinator, what kind of coach is he? What kind of philosophy does he bring to the table? And how can he turn around a defense in not only three short weeks, but in time for this matchup with Duke, when you've got a starting center missing, you've got a Duke offense that's committed 21 turnovers this year, opportunity is there for the Orange. The question is, can they take advantage of it? So we'll talk to Coach Babers at 420. At 5.05, you will hear my weekly chat with Syracuse basketball head coach Jim Beheim, coming off the heels of last night's win over Colgate, a 70-54 to victory by Syracuse. And let us do this right off the bat here. Yeah, Uncle Brent was wrong. Now, uh... I didn't predict Colgate to win the game Let's be clear about this I put up the warning signs that if in fact Colgate had won that game last night It would not have been a surprise for a number of reasons But what Syracuse did is they clamped down defensively What Syracuse did times 10 What Clemson did is they were able to take advantage of the paint Score 34 points to Colgate's 8 in the paint Colgate could not get inside That was the weakness we knew was there And they couldn't hit shots if you're going to beat Syracuse, you've got to shoot. And I mean, they've made what? I think 12 or 13 threes overall, but you've you've got to shoot at a better percentage and get something in the paint. So that did not come to fruition. So the longest winning streak for any team over another in college basketball continues at 54 games. So we will discuss that game. We will hear from Jim Beheim what he said in his press conference last night about the game, commented on. The situation on campus right now and that's somebody that's been there since 1962 and can offer a lot of perspective on that and the issues that are happening at Syracuse right now. Uh, so Jim's going to join me at 505. Let me just give you a little taste of how that conversation goes.
0: Here it is right here. Well, one of the discouraging things was to hear you again repeat something as fact that's not true. And it's disturbing because people listen to your podcast and listen to your radio show. And you keep saying short leash.
1: So what is the issue with that phrase and the player to which it applies? You'll hear that an hour from now when Jim Beheim joins the show. Sorry to go all seacrest on you here, but I want you to have some time to carve out to listen to it. I want you to listen to it, and then I want you to not only here on the radio, but on our Twitch feed, on Twitter. There's lots of different ways you can correspond. See who is more reasonable in that conversation. Because I think what turned out there is a six-minute argument, and the interview itself is just under 12 minutes, but a six-minute argument about semantics. At least that's the way I see it. Jim sees it differently, not the first. Certainly won't be the last time we disagree on something. But I'll save most of my response and commentary on the interview until we air it about an hour from now so what do you say we dig in and do this thing all right this is on the block with brent axe brought to you by the lounge with caesar sports at turning stone resort casino so the biggest news to come out of last night happened 10 minutes after the game in something that is definitely there's no argument here an uncharacteristic move for Jim Beheim to go into a press conference and announce a lineup change. That's not something we see often. To walk into a presser now to criticize a player, to send a message subtly or otherwise that your job is on the line, that has happened more times than I can count. But to walk right in ten minutes after a game and say that Joe Gerard is going to start over Jalen Carey at point guard after just two games in the regular season, you include the Italy trip and the exhibition games, it's a total of eight games, and then the, the minutes from last year. But Jalen Carey was the designated point guard for a short period of time this year. Already gone in a press conference, boom. That's the right move, by the way. That is the absolute right move because when you know it, you know it. When you see it, you see it. And this is a young team. That, as Jim Beheim said last night, and will tell me later, it's going to take, I mean, put a number on it, 10, 12, 15 games, just to figure out who they are. Four young players in the lineup, which is not a common thing in college basketball, short of a Duke or a Kentucky or a top-level team that's playing a lot of one-and-done-ish freshmen, right? This was the right move, because Jalen Carey is just not running this offense. He's turning the ball over. The biggest thing there, and we can get into specifics and we can get into numbers, but here's the difference. In just two games, Joe Girard has come in and brings a presence to the offense. He brings a confidence to the offense with the ball, shooting the ball. We haven't seen him go off on a big scoring tangent yet. And the guy, you know, was the all-time leading scorer in New York State history and all those numbers that you know that we've discussed many times in his recruitment and now that he's here. But there's just a flow to the offense. There's a spark to the offense. There's a confidence to the offense. And I understand that that's Colgate out there. That's a good team. That's an NCAA tournament team last year. That just doesn't have the, you know, physicality, athleticism, and length that Syracuse does, top to bottom. But you can just see it. You can you. And, and that's the thing. If Jalen Carey is struggling now, Virginia. I mean, all bets are off there. But if you're struggling against Colgate, and then Joe comes in, and you can just kind of see the red sea part. And you make that move and you make it now because you have seattle on saturday you have cornell coming up next week you have bucknell you have a few games where you can ease in before things really start getting interesting on the non-conference slate here's buddy bay last night saying how joe Girard provided a spark for the orange
2: offense. joe just just comes and competes uh He's played really well. I mean, he's really st- set the tempo in the second half. He was pushing the ball well and making shots. So uh, I think that he really brings that spark for us, and he's a real competitive guy.
1: Now here is Jim Beheim on how Gerard came in and kind of stabilized things once he did. I
0: thought Joe did a good job of just kind of maintaining. He didn't, you know, he didn't score a lot, but he, I thought he did a good job of, first of all, defensively, got three steals. I thought he kind of stabilized us a little bit. Another one from Bayheim here on rotation, playing time,
1: you know, all his favorite uh, hits.
0: We need game experience. The, the trip this summer was worthless from that point of view because we played 11 guys, and you're not going to play 11 guys, so we need to get a group that gets used to playing with each other and gets comfortable with each other. I looked at 10 box scores last week at random, and there was not 20 teams, there wasn't one team that played more than seven guys significant minutes. Not one team in the country. That's the way college basketball is. And somebody's like shaking their head because they didn't know that. Well, it's the facts. It's been the facts for many years. And the whole thing about playing nine or ten guys, there's a reason nobody does it. You cannot have consistency with nine or ten guys playing significant minutes. You have to get people comfortable and get their minutes. And... You can do that with seven, eight guys. I think tonight, for the most part. um, And here, Jim's looking at the box score. We played eight guys fairly significant. That's about what it's going to be, I would say. 7
1: or 8. This what we'll end up being. So that's uh, kind of a window into where Jim thinks he's going to die on that hill. If you're somebody who feels they should go deeper in the rotation, it's just not going to happen. Now, last night afforded them to put a Robert Braswell out there. Howard Washington, good to see him back on the court after everything he's gone through. When you get enough of a lead, you're down in the second half to a time period where, okay, let's get him in, let's get some run, but it's going to center in on these eight players. Fine. I mean, that's just... I've learned not to to, to roll <laughs> that boat in those choppy waters because that's just how Jim's going to coach. It doesn't mean we can't ask about certain players and why they're not in that eight-man rotation, but he has been pretty steadfast about that just two games in, like even unprompted sometimes, saying this is how it's going to be just so we're all clear here. Now, last night's press conference went a different way, and I'm glad that this got asked about. Because Jim Bayheim has been on this campus since 1962. Jim Beheim had an African-American roommate in the early 1960s at Syracuse University at a time when there was a bubbling racial strife growing in this country and a number of, of racial incidents that took place in this country, as you well know. Syracuse University is the first African-American Heisman Trophy winner, and Ernie Davis, Jim Brown. There's been some issues along the way. Don't forget the Syracuse aid in the early 1970s. But you know, Jim really went out there last night and made the case that while there have been things that have gone awry, and they are in a tense situation right now, that Syracuse University has always been a diverse place and, and a safe place. In that context, let's listen into a little bit of what he said.
0: I came here in 1962. Syracuse was the first university to really have black athletes, and they actually started in '56. And I think Syracuse University has always been a minority-friendly school, athletically and student body-wise. I've always felt that. And what happened in that situation, that could be one complete moron. could be a non-student, right? We don't know. And you can't go and blame the whole university for what could be one or two people that are obviously not the kind of people that should be here. If they're in the university, they shouldn't be. And if they're from outside, then we have to try to keep them out.
1: That's only part of what Jim said. I would encourage you to go find the whole thing and listen to it. We've got a video up on Syracuse.com on YouTube, and you can certainly uh, find the, the, either the transcript or, or listen to it. Hear the passion in, in which Jim speaks of that. There was a protest, I guess is the way you can put it, last night. Otto's army Uh, left it up to their members, but pretty much put it out there that in solidarity with those that did the sit-in at the Barnes Center yesterday that we'd prefer you don't go to the game. And it was, listen, it's a 20-degree night, it's Colgate, you're not going to have a full-to-the-brim student section anyway, but it certainly was noticeable that Otto's Army's representation was down last night. So we'll see where that goes. Jim, even, I'm not going to play the and not really get into it, Yay, democracy! Exactly, because he kind of pivoted in the middle of that to impeachment and what he watched on the impeachment hearings yesterday and then kind of came back to the graffiti thing and what's going on at Syracuse. And, you know, I I got tweets about that this morning. I knew it was coming because I posted the entire transcript in my recap on Syracuse.com and said, here it is, this was pretty interesting about what's happening on campus, and there was kind of a short pivot to the impeachment stuff, and then... Of course, I got to stick to sports tweets, not only about myself, but about Jim, somebody that said on Twitter, and it was convenient that this didn't come up, that I was defending Jim on Twitter this morning, but that's fine. I don't need a pat on the back every time I do something like that. I don't know if a press conference is where you want to do that, but that's his presser. He can talk about what he wants, when he wants, unprompted, asked or otherwise, but people are going to respond to that in certain ways. My response to that is, now, the incident on campus, like, come on. If you don't want Jim talking about that, come on. That's his university. That's his school. He's been there since 1962. There's a real world out there. I understand that sports is an insulator and people watch sports and go to sports to escape it. But you you can only hide there for so long before the real world pounds on the table and says, hey, remember me? And the fact that Jim Behan cares about what's happening in this world, impeachment or otherwise, and is going to express that opinion, I say good for him. Good for him for caring about the world. How people constantly tell athletes and coaches and people like myself to stay in this box is, A, unrealistic, B, unfair, and C, ridiculous. Now, I understand in certain forums you don't want to hear it, so I'm not going to talk about impeachment on this show. I'm not going to talk about what Jim said about impeachment on this show. But the real world and the sports world, whether you like it or not, collide. That's just what happens. So an interesting night all around. We're going to have a very interesting conversation with Jim coming up that, again, I want you to listen to. Sometimes I get so embedded in my thoughts and I'm reacting to things and trying to formulate opinions on the fly and thinking about what I'm being accused of, frankly, on the show, that maybe I was, maybe, I don't want to say out of line, I don't think I was out of line, but maybe, I don't know, I'm going to let you be the judge. So you'll listen to that coming up and you can tell me not who won or lost, that would be, Kind of ridiculous to do, but was Jim right to accuse me of what he's accused me of? How about that? But that's later. We're going to do a little football coming up because Thursday we talk with Syracuse football head coach Dino Babers. Not as many sparks fly in this conversation, though we do talk about something that was hard for him to do, and that is fire Brian Ward, move on, and now we see how they do that. So we'll hear from Coach Babers coming up, presented by CNY Realtor. And Charles Heating and Air Conditioning. It is great to have you here on this Thursday. We still got plenty to do on the block. ESPN Radio and twitch.tv slash Q Sports Talk. Everybody watching on Twitch, we appreciate that. Let's get our stock market update before we break. My man Joe from Lee Baldwin's on the line to do that. Hey, Joe.
0: Thanks. Hey, how's it
2: going?
1: It's living the dream, my friend. How about yourself?
2: Uh, same thing, just uh, trying to stay warm. Atta baby.
1: How do we do on the market today?
2: See here, the uh, Dow was down a whole two points today, closing at twenty-seven thousand two eighty-two. It was zero, uh, Joe. Was,
1: sorry to interrupt you, but it was zero the other day. It's two today. Like we're we're, kinda, yeah. we're straddling that that line very we
2: closely lately. Yeah. Nowhere to go. Uh, so let's see, the uh, S and P was up three points, another close one. Three thousand ninety-six was the close on the S and P. Uh, the dime of the day was Grubhub, up a dollar eighty-seven, closing at 38.50. 30, and the dog of the day was Kraft Heinz, down a $1.94, closing at $30.96. A
1: lot of food-oriented stocks uh, up and down Very. today in the market. There you go. Thank you, Joe.
2: Take it easy. Have a good it. one.
1: Thank you, sir. That's uh, Joe from Lee Baldwin. You can find them at LeeBaldwin.com. Or better yet, stop in and Kaz and Manlius in Utica, and make sure you have more diamonds than dogs on your portfolio. Let's break. Come back here from Syracuse football head coach, Dino Babers. You're on the block, ESPN Radio. On Twitch, Q Sports Talk, and ESPN Radio ninety-seven point seven and one hundred point one. This is on the block with Brent. X. Oh, you betcha! It is presented by our friends at Pathfinder Bank. Great to have you along for this Thursday ride. Don't forget the Dino Baber Show coming up tonight. Coach, getting into much more than what we discussed and a few things that we did. If you missed that chat with Coach Babers, if you missed our chat with Coach Beheim, or any interview we do on this program, the audio vault at ESPNSyracuse.com is where you will find it. Let's take a call here, and then Seth Goldberg will step in and take us on the blind side. How about Dave in Utica is next on the block. Hi, Dave. Hi, Brian. How are you? Living a dream, Dave. What's on your mind? I hear you. Um... I tried calling the other show
2: uh, uh-huh. last week with this particular topic, and they said my uh, my idea was delusional. Mm. Well, here we are in the second week, and we're still talking about this controversy.
1: Now, um, what idea is that? That, that Joe should well, play point guard?
2: You know, well, yeah, because I, I, I think in a situation where, you know, we don't have four-year players anymore, you know, and if you're not a quick learner, you're going to have to sit. And, you know, I'm I'm sure he wants to try carry. Maybe the game is too fast for him where he, he, you know, he might have to slow down just a little bit because he's so quick.
1: That's it. That's but, it. It's it's decision making. It's patience. It's right. You know, yeah, point guards are going to make mistakes, Dave. Right? They're going to throw the ball away, a pass that was they thought was there that wasn't. But Jalen is he just looks hesitant out there? It's it's funny to say that because other times he's too quick. But Joe just knows where to go with the ball, and you exactly. just you just want somebody who you go down with a player like that, right? Someone who's trying and trying to make things happen as opposed to the mistakes that Jalen's making at this point. And and look, and thanks for the call, Dave, and the thoughts. I don't know why that would be considered delusional. I. I think Joe would be right in line with that. I, I think everybody thought Jalen was on a short time period. Don't say it.
0: At the Don't you
1: think about it. Position. Don't uh, you dare. Now, you can appreciate this more than most, Goldberg, before we get into the blind side. Yeah, I was listening it? to with that in the commercial break by the way. Thing. Every time I ask him about point guards. It's amazing. Just, I was
2: I was just, trying to figure that out because I saw your tweet and I was on the air, so I pulled it up and was trying to listen to it during commercial breaks right. of my show earlier. Yep. Fantastic.
1: Always a pleasure. Let's uh, go on the blind side, shall we? It's time for the blind side. Where you can go places in a new Toyota from Burdick Toyota in Cicero. The Toyota lineup has it all, from the great fuel economy of the Corolla to the sheer power and towing capacity of the Toyota Tundra. Take advantage of great lease deals at Burdick Toyota, visit BurdickToyota.com. Give You may fire when ready, sir. How long is my leash? <laughs> I don't know what these questions are, but if I was a betting man, I was getting a leash question. <laughs> uh, you know when you go to like Pet Smart and you get one of those retractable ones? <laughs> yes. It only goes so far, Goldberg. Fair enough. I'm gonna give you your room. Fair enough. But at some point I'm gonna snap you back! My dog no longer has a leash, by the way. Oh! Uh, we have trained uh, Summit to be on the the clicker. What's so the she, clicker? So it's, long story short, it's... The invisible fence? It's sort of. Okay. She wears a collar, and if we have to get her attention, it's not an electric collar, it's not a shock collar, it's just a vibration. Okay. And she that's how you, you can train, it's like Pavlov's dog thing. You train him to do certain things and don't need a leash anymore. At some point tonight, while
2: watching Thursday Night Football and maybe having a beverage in hand, are you going to sit back and think about how different
1: the two interviews you did today were? No, I'm going to think about that right now. Because they could not have been any more different, right? And there were some tense things to talk about with Coach Babers. He just fired a coach. This is a team that obviously has not lived up to what people thought they would be. If they lose this game, they're out of a bowl eligibility contention, so... I'm going to think about that right now, and that's the beauty of doing this show and the different people we get to talk to, and that's good for you, the great listeners and viewers on twitch.tv TV slash QSports
2: You know, one thing I might have uh, I might have agreed with uh, Jim Beheim on. Are
1: mm-hmm. you sure opinions can't be wrong? I'm fairly certain. So I've heard some bad ones. I've heard some awful opinions. Like a certain team that's playing tonight that I picked to go to the Super Bowl. It's still okay, possible, but that was that opinion appears to be wrong. I was thinking more in the
2: Tony Bennett should get fired variety.
1: That is a wrong now, opinion.
2: That is a that's, wrong that's opinion. That's a wrong opinion. Yes.
1: Exactly. If Jim had yelled at me about something like that, then he would have every right to.
2: Uh, where's that rank on the Bayheim Axe argument list? I, I know, know you kind of went through that. That's
1: a top three. That's just off the top of my head. We've got the Paul Pasqualone incident of 2004. That's what
2: you always come back to. That's the
1: top of the list. Number two, I would say. Now, that might be number two because it went on for six minutes. The Tyus thing came and went quickly. And he never really circled back to it. No, he didn't. This He's going to die on that hill. God bless him and that do we have the clip in here that that you of course we do that you took can out? you talk and I, i'll oh yeah uh, here it is you're wrong that's <laughs> my favorite that is sinister you're wrong <laughs> you're wrong
2: <laughs> can you just play the laugh
1: <laughs> <laughs> is he twist he doesn't have a mustache but is he twisting his mustache <laughs> the-
2: fantastic Oh, uh, last, last one. Should I should I have
1: thought of some questions that didn't involve your interview with Jim Beheim? Yes, you should have. That's the point of the segment. I'm but sorry. That's why I don't get involved in this segment. When I I don't have any input on this. But when you're speaking of being on a leash, I just got snapped. I gotta snap you back. I got the shot color. I a, know you said Summit do doesn't have the shot, the, I got the shot color. Let me put you on the spot. put you on spot. Bonus non-Bayheim interview blindside question. Go. I don't have one. I, I gave Think you my one. five questions. I gave you my five. I gave
2: you my five questions. You know what?
0: You're wrong. <laughs> back after this.